0: Today, we kick off our Silver Screen Slasher's triple feature series, in which we take a deep dive into the blood-soaked minds of fictional serial killers with Lars von Trier's 2018 cold-blooded serial killer odyssey. The corpses are freezing, the blood trails are washing away, and the human trophy collection is growing as we travel through the nine circles of hell with our personal guide, Verge, to not only meet Jack... But to have a kind of personal reckoning with what it really means to be entertained by murder, monsters, and even horror movies in general, in the house that Jack built. You're listening to How I Met Your Monster, a podcast that explores the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. My name's Zach. I'm Danny. And I'm Casey. And together we dive into the world of horror to find out how filmmakers have introduced us to our favorite monsters time and time again. This is How I Met Your Monster.
1: Box. you opened it. We came. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. Who are you? Explorers in further regions of experience. Demons
0: to some. <laughs> angels to others. can't hear me, lost Welcome to How I Met Your Monster, the show where we discuss the introductions to your favorite movie monsters. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you'd like to support the show, visit shop.fangoria.com/slash/how-i-met-your-monster. To paraphrase and- the
2: song from The Monster Squad: Shop until you drop.
0: <laughs> shop until
2: <laughs> your feet oh. fall off. <laughs> shop until you drop.
0: Yeah, shop <laughs> until you drop. <laughs> Shop.fangoria.com slash how I met your monster shop until you drop, fill up your cart, enter promo code, how (laughs) I
2: met your monster before you drop. It's got to take a lot to drop if you're shopping like at your computer. Yeah. Just like clicking like incessantly to the point where you're like out of breath.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was that Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty? we like online shop, but Fangoria
2: will do that to you. It's it's literally that good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But make sure to enter promo code "How I Met Your Monster" at checkout and get twenty percent off, and you will help support "How I Met Your Monster." Yeah, uh, so it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, as uh, our intro promised, we are talking the house that Jack built, starring Matt Dillon and directed by Lars von Trier. Um, this is the first movie in our Silver Screen Slashers uh-huh. triple feature, uh, so that's very exciting.
1: Yeah. Wee, wee, wee.
0: And according to IMDb, the House That Jack Built um, is a story that follows Jack, a highly intelligent serial killer, over the course of twelve years, and depicts the murders that really develop his inner madman. And the tagline reads, "If you feel like screaming, you definitely should." Interesting. It
3: doesn't. What say a that line movie. he says mm-hmm. that in the movie.
0: And of course, our monster for today is Jack, um, mm-hmm. aka Mister Sophistication. Mm-hmm. Um, which if that isn't a narcissistic thing to name yourself, yeah. uh, I yeah. don't know what is. it is. Okay. So as the, uh, synopsis, uh, mentioned, this spans the course of 12 years and it is broken down into five incidents. Um, so are you guys ready to head to
3: Dante's Inferno?
2: Hell. Zach, I've never been less ready. Let's do it.
3: <laughs> I'm very ready. I'm very excited.
2: Guys, this movie really was hard for me. So my notes, there are a lot, but they're scattered. Since
3: I watched it six times, I didn't take any <laughs> notes.
2: <laughs> I have some questions more for Casey about who, her as a human. <laughs> that, that This is like yep. in her bedtime <laughs> I figured, movie.
3: I know, because when I tell you guys why I like it, you're going to be like, that is fucking horrifying
2: okay yeah there were some scenes that i had to fast forward through so i'm hoping oh really your points of interest were my points of of, of fast forwarding
3: i'm sure they were
2: yeah Yeah, i don't know what uh i don't see that's the thing i don't know what my limits are i don't i don't get it i just sort of (laughs) (laughs) until you hit that i understand (laughs) i I I
3: think that this i think that this movie is very brutal in a way that most people wouldn't understand yeah and that's what I like about it. I because will say, most of the time it's people looking for something disgusting or something bloody or something gory. Yeah. That's yeah, what's gonna shock yeah. them. But this movie is not those things. But yeah, it's I've, well and disgusting. You know,
0: before we get into it, you know, um for me, this was so much more enjoyable. Like it's such a better movie on the second watch.
3: It is. I loved it the first time, but the second time I fucking became obsessed with it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Once you get past the shock value of everything that you're seeing and then you watch it again and you can actually just like hear what it's saying and and what you're like listening to. And it's just like, oh, okay. This is a good fucking movie. I will say um,
2: as the one, you know, co-host here, who's kind of coming into this movie with a little bit of his, well, maybe quite a bit of hesitation. Um, I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. Um, I did actually enjoy it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. My only, you know, I try to, you know, I'm sure most people, you try to judge a movie based on what the movie was going for. You know, we're not always going to like every movie, but if they made a promise, you know, this is what the product I'm selling is like, well, how well did you try to sell the product? And I think the movie did a good job. Um, So I give it points for that, just kind of from like objectively. Um, but then obviously, you know, you can't help, but have your subjective kind of opinions. And as we kind of discuss this movie, I'll try to open up, I'll try to elaborate on that a little bit without being too critical of the movie. Um, just so we can kind of focus on the monsters or monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like set that straight right out of the gate that I did not hate this movie. Okay. Um, Well, good.
3: Good. It's no house, too. (laughs) Um,
2: I love how Casey and I are so on like two opposite ends of the coin. (laughs) Zach's a little more in the middle, if not closer to Casey, but. um,
0: Yeah, probably closer to Casey. Like, I really liked this movie, Um, just especially on the second watch. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know, Danny, you don't have that perspective, but. um, I've
2: watched it 18 times since last night. (laughs)
0: See, well now you're going like it, it gets better, then it gets worse, yeah, then it gets better. It's, it's it, like it picking uh, picking flowers, like he loves me, <laughs> yeah. he loves me, not. he loves me, he loves me <laughs> Exactly. Um you're on the one where you threw it away and it's like, oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um but are you guys ready to go on this journey with Verge to the underworld and uh learn about
2: Jack, Mr. Sophistication? Yeah, Jack Me Off. Gotta be a better way to say that. <laughs>
3: Well, let's start off with the fact that I fucking buy this shit from Matt Dillon.
2: Yeah, he's good. One hundred percent. Oh, like he sells it. Oh yeah, yeah. he's really yeah. good in this movie. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's like, man. So I'm I'm thinking. Well, we'll get into incident two when we get to incident yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but uh, so let's
3: start with incident one, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: that's a that's a great oh, idea. That's a good idea. Casey's
2: got attitude well, tonight. Well, what leads us into <laughs> incident? One is the fact that we just get a voiceover. We're kind of like displaced. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. We we kind of figure out. We know Matt Dillon's voice. He's talking to someone. And we're setting up these mm-hmm. incidences of him being this kind of reflecting on his past as a killer. But they don't really establish right. the why. It's just the sort of like narrative void that we're kind of assume that we're going to get to eventually as the story progresses.
0: Well, here's a question mm-hmm. right out of the gate. Yeah. Is this his first kill?
2: That is funny. He did because he does say it's. He's like, I am going to give you five randomly chosen instances,
3: right? Mm-hmm. But
0: he already has the freezer,
3: right? But there is no bodies in it that I that you can see that you when can he takes
0: see. her in there. Yeah, that's a great. But when he true.
3: takes the second woman in there, I didn't see any bodies in there either.
0: Huh. Okay,
3: I think it may have been. I don't know.
0: Okay, yeah, because uh, like like she gives him like. He keeps, She keeps giving him opportunities to just kill her, and he doesn't. And so it made me think, like, is this him, like, finally at his breaking point where he's actually... Because, I mean, you see later in the movie, you see him as a kid doing stuff that's disturbing. Um, But it's just, like, his first one where it's, like, it's pushing him over the edge.
2: Um, Which I have some problems with. Because as someone who says that he's not affected by emotion... For him to be pushed to the edge to be a serial killer or just at that point, just a killer so quickly and by something that is so surface level makes me wonder like.
3: But he's also a narcissist. So when she tells him mm, that he doesn't have the balls uh, to kill somebody.
2: That makes sense. Verge kind of calls him out for this, too. He sort of shows how because you think someone like Jack would be more I mean well he's literally called Mr. Sophistication you think he'd be more sophisticated in the way he chooses his victims and not so like reactive to be like it almost seems like so obvious like someone's annoying him so I'm going to kill them rather than being a little bit more premeditated and Verge kind of calls him out to be like all of these women you're describing to me seem unintelligent is that how you choose these people is that like part of your grand scheme which on one hand is like Is that supposed to go kind of on a deeper level of we're supposed to believe this narrator who is Jack to say like he is so sophisticated and interesting and he's this genius until he's confronted by someone like Verge who's like, I think you're just like a crazy old serial killer and your narcissism is justifying this like grand design you have, which is not as grand as you think it is. Mm hmm. So that's something I was struggling with a lot. And I think it was deliberate. I think it was intentional from like a storytelling perspective. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, he's doing these things, but it's not like by accident. Like we are supposed to have these questions of like, is that, is that deeper than it is? Or is it, are we supposed to? Yeah. Which makes it interesting. I, I, thought, I yeah. thought that was what was really interesting about the movie.
0: Um, so there are um, multiple bits throughout this movie that are kind of like nods, I guess, to actual serial killers. Yeah. Yes. Um later in the I guess it's the simple a segment. I don't know. I think that's four, mm-hmm. the fourth uh incident. Um he's got the crutch. And so that's right. kind of like Ted yeah. Bundy and right. Um and then in that same segment you get like the Jeffrey Dahmer and the like the dumb policeman uh right. not the
3: there's believing also them. his glasses are Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. He takes pictures like Jeffrey mm. Dahmer. I guess he cut off Simple's tits, Jack the Ripper.
2: Well, I have a question for Casey choosing the women like or the victims, how he did it. I was just curious if there was something there.
3: So it's interesting. There are very so most serial killers will pick a type and stick with them. Gotcha. But Jack didn't doesn't do that. Hmm. So there are very few serial killers that didn't have a type like Richard Ramirez didn't have a type. Richard Chase didn't have a type. Those are the only two that come off the top of my head. Um, but OCD like is not super common in serial killers. Um, I know that like BTK was diagnosed with, um, OCD and then there are nods, like we were saying to a lot of different killers in the movie. Another mm-hmm. thing is there is, uh, which I've talked about before: uh, product and process killers. So process killers mm-hmm. enjoy the process of killing product killers want what's left after they they've killed somebody. And I think that he's both, which is yeah. rare.
2: Because he has like the um, the little wallet, but he also is kind of obsessed with the. Right. So that's yeah.
3: actually so the wallet thing is kind of this is kind of an obscure one. Jerry Brudos was a serial killer in the late 60s, early 70s. He only killed six women. Well, I say only like he, that's it. It's not <laughs> only oh uh, he killed six women and um, one of them, he cut her breast off and he oh, kept it oh, and awesome. he like stuffed sawdust inside of it and like kept it on his fireplace mantle. And so that's what that gave me vibes of, but also like Jack the Ripper cut off breasts. And anyway, I didn't know that. um, yeah. so yeah. the product killer and process killer thing, I think, yeah, he's a little, he's, he's both, I think he enjoys the process of killing and obviously he keeps all of the bodies, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, a reason that we'll find out later. But I think in this first incident, it's really interesting to me because I don't know if either of you felt this way. Uh, but the way that I love Uma Thurman, but the way that she performed in this felt very much like it was what he wanted to hear.
1: Hmm. I felt like mm. her
3: delivery was very like him kind of making up these things that she's saying about him being a serial killer. Yeah. And like, okay. Oh, you could leave my body over here. You could put my car over here. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, and then Danny, you got to like, you were talking about how he he's annoyed by her or whatever she, his narcissism gets in the way because she says that he doesn't have the gall to actually kill people. Um, And a lot of serial killers will make excuses like that, Hmm. saying that the person drove them to that point to kill them. So I feel like that incident, that's what that I got from that incident. Like it's an Um, unreliable narrator.
2: We're just kind of getting his fabricated version of the truth. Yes, Hmm. exactly. That's cool.
3: So that's kind of what leads me to believe that it is his first kill.
2: Yeah. And it definitely doesn't have anything to do with the fact that this is a beautiful girl's reunion and their characters did not end up together. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, I also
3: think it's interesting that she says, um, he says he doesn't have a Jack and she says, doesn't everybody have a Jack? Hmm. And Mm. to me, I read that as something about that type of person, you know, I don't know exactly what it is. Well, here's,
0: here's uh, a little blurb, uh, um, To to speak to that, Casey, this is uh, on our trusted trivia source, IMDb. Uh Um, It says when shooting the first incident, Matt Dillon was a little confused because he didn't understand why Jack was being such a passive character by listening to all of Uma Thurman's characters blabbing about Mm -hmm. him being a serial killer and her being stupid for getting in the van several times and not doing anything about it sooner. Then Dillon thought that maybe all of the ramblings were actually in Jack's head as a way to give Himself a reason to kill her. Okay. When the actor went to Lars von Trier with this theory, the director smiled and revealed to him that his intention with those moments were exactly that. Oh. However, the movie doesn't exactly point out I feel
3: so fucking smart right now, you guys. I swear <laughs> I did not
2: Validation read that. They should have Casey's crime I corner. I swear <laughs> I didn't
3: read that ahead of time.
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, so you're definitely on to something. Um,
3: I feel so good about watching. Which, yeah.
0: no which now I need to go back and watch that scene again. Yeah. Because um, it is just so. Because, I, mean,
2: I remember being like, this feels like so over the top. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, it's a movie. It's well, and, fictional. but And it could go back to
0: answer our other convenient. question where it's like, is this his first kill? Right. Because that whole thing about like, you don't have the balls to do this mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It's going to be like, you know, He's it could proving be like. This, yeah. This is his first, you know, Mm -hmm. it could be, that's what pushed him. I
3: feel so
0: smart. Because later we'll find out that it gets easier for him and he wants it more. And like, he starts to, to crave it. And uh, There's a great analogy with the addiction um, with the lampposts and the
2: love that uh, the shadows. I think that's what works so well about this movie is how the, his motives and everything and rationale are always challenged. Cause even when you do get this beautiful thing that we'll talk about later, you have someone like verge who's constantly contradicting it or questioning it because, you know, to literally the point of like what we're of Casey, what you just determined about this being kind of like his inner dialogue, like rationalizing, like how he's going to kill this, this first victim. It's interesting to get that. You don't, a serial killer would never get that. We would never, I mean, we would never see inside of a serial killer's head, but the fact that we do, and we're getting sort of like the textbook analysis of how someone might kill to then be challenged Mm -hmm. and to kind of like put everything into perspective and for him to self reflect on that and still be so narcissistic or whatever other, you know, thing that he might be suffering with to still deny the fact that like, His, you know, or to accept the fact or to fight for the fact that his reality is reality and it's the only reality that he cares Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which is very disturbing. And I think which makes Jack a really compelling character, because on paper that could seem very um, like stilted, like he's not willing to grow, but it's Mm -hmm. his inability, it's his unwillingness to develop as a character that makes him so fascinating because it's so frustrating when you put him against a character like Verge.
3: He did grow as a character, though.
2: Oh, I agree. I think he grew as a character in terms of his intent. But I mean, as far as, like, self-reflection in, like, the world <laughs> okay. of, you know, like, in reality. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh- <laughs> I think, yo, I'm saying, I think he's a great character. <laughs> he let
3: go. He let go a little bit, you know? He, <laughs> yeah.
2: he let loose a little bit. He, you know? You're right. He did. He got over. It's he, important. He, yeah, I agree. Well,
0: yeah, because here here he starts to tell Verge about his OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see that really come into play in our second incident yes. with Claire Miller. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, we would be remiss to ignore the fact that he does set up the idea of architecture in... Mm -hmm. the conversation Mm -hmm. of like how he kills people, what is a tool and like how he perceives tools and how that applies to architecture and how architecture applies to murder and how humans are like the equipment and yada, 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 which obviously they, Mm -hmm. they refers to the title, um, which like Casey said, we will, uh, we will satisfy later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: But incident two, the second incident with Claire Miller, um, Some of these ladies have names. Others do not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uma Thurman's character was just credited as lady one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is lady two, AKA Claire Miller. Um, It was very, to me, it was very like Michael Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, just like some of the things that he said, which made it more disturbing because you know what he's going to do. Yeah.
2: So it's like, I don't want to see you said Michael Scott, but. I was almost tripped up on that So I was going to say like, you don't want to see someone like Michael Myers being so kind of casual and relaxed and, you know, mm-hmm. al- awkward. Like you want, you almost want the confidence because if you don't, it's too human. It's too real, mm-hmm. which makes it. That's
3: what I love about this.
2: Yeah. It's fucked up.
0: Yeah. Well, and you it- know, we're going to, I'm going to jump to the end real quick. Um, you know, right before he falls into the, pit of hell mm-hmm. I remember watching it the first time and kind of like hoping that he made it across that's funny. there was a little piece of me that was kind of like you can do this Jack yeah. you can do you it. Got it you know like we go on like it's a terrible journey yeah. but we did go on this journey yeah. with him and now yeah. he's like got this like test and he's like you kind of like I don't know maybe I'm a fucking psycho for thinking this but like you kind of want him to make it across
2: well, um, I don't you know think I that's that. you I think that's the movie <laughs> and I'm going to use the word manipulation. I don't mean that as a bad thing. I think a lot of movies manipulate their audiences to some extent Um, Mm -hmm. because my takeaway, this is a very broad look at the movie, but my takeaway was I felt like I understood exactly what this movie was trying to tell me by like the halfway point. You know, this is a two and a half hour movie and I'm not going Mm -hmm. to criticize it for that. Like just kind of like because I want it to be shorter. I would say that I got everything I needed to understand about the character in the movie for the most part within that first half. And it almost feels like the movie was deliberately again, for lack of a better way to phrase this dragged on to kind of like as to almost punish the audience, you know, where it's like we already know who the monster is. We already get this. So it's almost like we become the victims where now we have to just watch these things happen and we have to follow but Jack. But I just
3: enjoyed it too much.
2: Yeah. Mm. But and I don't think it's, a. again, I don't think it's a bad. I think that's a, a clever, it's such a unique way to to kind of tell that kind of story. And it was just my interpretation because I, I was wondering, I was like, what more could we have to know with that we didn't already understand right. in the first half? Yeah. So it almost feels kind of sadistic from a filmmaker perspective that almost makes it this sort of like meta like, well, really disturbing, but very interesting way to tell this type of story.
3: Part of the story is also that art is subjective, mm-hmm. so that might be why. Hundred oh, percent as well.
2: It is like um, the artist's journey, which is yeah, disturbing. In well, and, then and
0: Lars von Trier even goes as far as to put clips from his own movies yeah. in this. Yes. Yeah. later like you know in a montage i which was... think it's
3: interesting that usually i'm like the 90 run 90 minute runtime type of gal and i'm in love with this movie
2: <laughs> it's so long it does yeah. move i will say it moves a lot faster than yeah. i thought it would um yeah but zach it's funny that you mentioned the fact that he does put in clips from his own movies so much of this movie felt very self-aware almost like he understands mm-hmm. his not even criticisms just like the perception, people's perceptions of him, like general perception of him being this very like sadistic kind of filmmaker, very, um, you know, leaning into the, the real life horrors and tragedies and the, um, how all those movies are sad, you know, and very dark because Mm -hmm. do you guys, have you guys ever seen that when I forget what movie, Oh, it was for melancholia. It was during a press tour and, He is sitting with Kirsten Dunst and the rest of the cast, and I can't remember the specifics of the conversation, but he basically kind of got himself tripped up talking about um, Hitler. And I'm not going to take any stance on it because I haven't seen it in a while. But what I remember is that he was (laughs) was like that scene in uh, Family Stone where Sarah Jessica Parker is trying to say something, but she can't get herself out of it. And no matter what she says, it sounds wrong because, of course, it does. You're talking about something that is a horrible topic. But anyways, he's yeah. talking about Hitler and how he kind of empathizes with him. And everyone is like, oh, hmm. my God. But in the movie, this movie, he almost like doubles down on it or double yeah. downs on doubles yeah. down on it where he's talking about down. leaders who are, are how humanity perceives leaders whether they are you know considered to be good leaders or bad I don't know there was just there was this self yeah.
0: when he's talking about icons yeah,
2: icons yes I think what I'm trying to say yeah. is there was like this self reflection that you get in the second half of the movie that takes you out of it but also kind of like I don't know reaffirms Is the,
3: Lars von Trier actually Jack
2: Probably or maybe Or he becomes him or he is representing him or there's, there's definitely something there where he's like so self-aware. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And he takes that second half of the movie to kind of double down on it. And like, there's no people think his art is just
3: too much. Mm -hmm.
2: And he's just commenting on it. Like, like it's more, it's like literally commenting on it by the end of the movie. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's no subtext.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fucking Hitler! All oh, right. Jesus. Back to Claire. But one of the things I loved about the second incident is how they portray his OCD. Oh yes. Because I am a little OCD. Mm-hmm. Not yes. like, not like to a de- really a debilitating uh, point. But there yeah. are things like like I connected with that where he's like, okay, like he cleans everything up after he kills Claire, and then he's going out there and he sees in his head like. Oh, under the rug, there's more blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he goes back in, but it's not there, but he's got to clean again. And then Mm -hmm. he comes out. It's like, like there are times when I'll think like, that's not the way it is, but what if it is that way, you know, or whatever it is where it's kind of like, did I do
3: that? I like,
0: you know, for a fact, you didn't do it, but you
3: think you left the burner on? I do
0: that every day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and so I love the way they showed
2: that, um, it's just a clever way to get you in the head of a serial killer, in a way that you can't relate to.
3: Yeah, that. you can sympathize with it because you understand. It's it.
2: like I don't no. relate to the blood; I relate to the fact right. that I have imagined yeah. things, not as they the are. Feeling yeah. of anxiety.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't normally look
2: to see if there's blood under lamps. <laughs> yeah. It's Like every time I murder someone, I feel like I cleaned it up. There's no way. I would... <laughs> Jack, Zach, are you? Um, are you him? Are you Matt Dillon?
3: Yeah, and then. Just the <laughs> the way that he gets into her house, too. Well, did is, you notice uh,
0: that he, like, number one, like, he gets in because she's fucking greedy? Yeah. Yes.
3: Because it's about um,
0: money. It's about money. And she's like, yeah. oh, this fucking guy who, who like, she was smart up until that point. Like, she was like, I'm not letting this guy in. He's crazy. But then he was like, I'll give you more money. And she's like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, um, though. He's crazy. But, but I love when, when he first comes up to the door before he, like, knocks or rings the bell or whatever. He checks the handle to see like how he can open it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Like he. I did not notice. He kind of like clicks the little. It's like a, yep. handle with, like a little button and he like clicks it to see how he can, how fast or whatever he can, can open it.
2: But was this an example of well, another cool. example of an unreliable narrator? Was she as greedy as she seemed? Or I guess it's not important at this point. I guess it doesn't matter because we've already seen him sort of cross that. Threshold. Okay. Yeah. Never mind.
1: Yep.
3: But then he pays really close attention to um, the things in her house, too, to try and gather mm-hmm. information. It's funny because he's very smart but very dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same yeah. time, which I guess a lot of serial killers are. You have to be smart in some sense because yeah. you're getting away with murder. Totally.
2: Yeah. But. Yeah, there is like a self. There is an awareness that you need that he, we see yeah. kind of develop even more over time or maybe maybe the opposite is true because he's become so reckless in the end i don't know
3: yeah but a lot of them do yeah they they give themselves like allowances you know what i mean like well verge even to go a little bit further how
2: he almost kind of implies like that you maybe wanted to be caught is mm-hmm. that do you casey have you like is that ever the case or is that ever brought up with like any real life killers where like they actually didn't like um this compulsion that they had but they did it anyway
3: yeah yeah. That's I mean, scary. like Edmund Kemper is, is one of, uh, he, he actually turned himself in mm and he's like one of the only serial killers that have ever done that. Wow. He, he killed okay. his mom and well, he killed other women and then he killed his mom and he killed his mom's best friend. And then he was like driving cause he was going to try to escape. And then he ended up calling the police station and turning, trying to turn himself in. Wow. They didn't believe him cause they all knew him. What? He was friends with mm. him jeez
1: yeah cops yeah. are seriously, dumb no, like, seriously like- <laughs> i know oh, i know oh, he no, used no. to hang out
3: he used to hang out at the bar with all the police officers and stuff so they became friends with him oh. yeah and he would ask them about you know the case and
2: like he's like so random them. subject but how do you get away with murder yeah <laughs> it's like no reason
3: <laughs> so he turned himself in but there <laughs> definitely are instances where it feels like that but you'll never really know yeah. you know what i mean unless they've come out and said yeah, that. Totally. And- you know. That doesn't really happen very often. But.
0: Um, but here's where we get our first music cue into fame, into David so Bowie's good. fame. Because so
2: good. Um, What is the, why, why, why fame? Is that implying something about him? Like, does he want the.
0: Well, it could be, you know. Does he like, want to be famous? I think the song is all about like, hey, you want fame, but it's really not everything it's cracked up to be. Like, mm, yeah it's not what you think it is. And so, yeah, he's trying to, you know, he's that like narcissist. That. He wants to be famous. He wants to do his art and he, he sends the things into the paper to the, That's he sends true. his photos okay, into the newspaper. and
3: Yep. Which is another nod to some killers, not necessarily, uh, pictures, but you know, like BTK and Zodiac both wrote to the newspapers. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but to see him drag that body, and then the music starts playing. Oh, my gosh. And then when you see her, she's oh, when you finally see her after the 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 dragging and her face is gone. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like he doesn't stop to like pull over to like get her no, into the. because yeah. he's just got to go, man. He <laughs> just goes.
3: But at some point, too, um, with the narcissism, like you don't think that you're going to you don't think you're going to be caught in. Anyway.
2: Yeah. But then yeah. the fear yeah, does I mean, sneak like up you're... on him. And then he starts to believe in this potential possibly like divine intervention when it rains
0: yeah, right when they when the right. rain the great rain which is really right.
2: interesting it's it's interesting specifically for someone like jack who is so sort of like narrow-minded to even consider that but maybe i guess maybe that's right. like mm-hmm. a narcissistic thing to think like if there is a god he's looking out for me exactly okay
3: yes um I think in the second incident too is when I started to really like the cinematography because um, there's no like steady cams in this whole it's movie. very shaky yeah. yeah and it's not like found footage shaky it's just like I'm here with yeah. you shaky mm-hmm. you know yeah um so that's when you're And like, even the
0: editing the, is choppy
3: yeah so in the second incidents when you really start to feel that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well during the second incident segment is where we get um, flashbacks to him as a kid. Um, And we get the terrible duckling scene. Uh,
2: Which I had to Google right away. I was like, how do they do it? Yeah,
0: he removes a duckling's leg with a set of pliers. Um, But PETA actually made a statement after this came out um, because they were getting all kinds of complaints. And PETA was like, we've confirmed it was a fake leg. No animals were hurt. And they actually went out and said like, this is actually like a very good depiction of what happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of these, you know, a lot of serial killers start out when they're children by hurting animals. Yeah. Right. Um,
3: People are so. Dumb. And so.
0: Yeah. Did they think um, that
3: they really drug that woman across the ground and scraped her face well, off? Well, that
2: was <laughs> real.
0: <laughs> that was yeah. True.
3: That's it's well. Such I mean, I mean,
0: shit. you look at uh, *Cannibal Holocaust* when they really killed
2: that turtle. It's true.
3: Yeah, I mean, that movie is known for that.
2: And maybe if you yeah. have a reputation like Lars von Trier, it's like- also 2018,
3: or it was also 2018. Was 2018 was
2: yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So uh, they made a I'm fucking not, fake. I'm not like
0: defending the people who called in. I'm not defending the idiots who were fooled by this. Um, yeah, but I do. I mean, it's
2: happened before where they've killed yeah. animals on Friday the 13th.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: a, the
2: snake. Yep. It's a snake. Yep. Um, snake. I do like in the in this childhood segment, he when he's kind of commenting on the the guys in the fields with the sites, sites, sides? Mm-hmm. Um the
0: the sis, the cities. Yeah. You
2: see, like, aside from just like his like lack of empathy and like all of that, you start to see his interest in kind of like rhythm and process. He's like kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. mesmerized by it. So you see how from that age. He, it's not that he was evil, he was just missing, he needed treatment for something, a condition, this lack of empathy, this whatever, however it would be diagnosed. And then to kind of tie that with this fascination with rhythm and process, which then leads, you know, it's it's a recipe for disaster eventually in his case, because when you see he also likes, he takes no, he takes, I don't know if you'd call it pleasure, but there's something to do with him hurting things and people. So it just becomes this recipe for disaster.
0: So this is where he kind of mentions that the more murders that he's committing like the less his OCD is kind of like ruling his life. Um yeah. So we get like some random um they they, they do show some of his other murders uh within these like incidents and the one is like some like sub incidents. Yeah. yeah, incidents. Yeah. subsidence. subsidence. There, it's the subsidence.
3: Sub subsidence. Um,
0: it's the subset it a, incident. I it's understand. the it's the submarine incident. Oh, I subway. want a sandwich. Oh yeah, a fucking yeah. sandwich would be good. Um, God, I could eat sandwiches all like sleep. every day. All I have are granola oh bars here. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I know. But we do get uh, an instance where he like strangles this lady, and we don't know who it is. Yeah. There really isn't like more to it. He's just like. They're just on the couch, and he just like starts
2: to choke.
3: So, her. so this is um, it's gonna be real. This is gonna be really, really fucked up for do me it. to say. So That's That's what what we're here for. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Um, part of the reason I like this movie so much is that this is the first time I've ever watched a movie and actually believed that a man was strangling a woman.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Like the veins in her head.
3: Yeah. And she's crying. Like she has tears running down her face and his hands are actually squeezing her neck.
0: Yeah. And they show
3: it for like, I mean, it takes like three to five minutes to strike, to kill somebody that way, but they actually show it for like at least a minute, not like
2: three seconds. And that's when he's narrating how how he's like, I've perfected this process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah gross Ooh.
3: so that's part of what i like about this movie. i think that's
2: what makes this movie <laughs> so much more disturbing than like you know like what sets this apart from like scream you know scream you're watching yeah get right. disemboweled,
3: well even just but, a gory yeah. movie people yeah gory movies are like shocking and stuff for different reasons but this one is so yeah. real mm-hmm. and it, you know and yeah. then it mixes Those movies people. are
2: like get your adrenaline going yeah and there's a, a certain tempo and an energy there that almost feels like you're on a ride this feels like you're witnessing something happening in real time.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. But as he's taking her back to the freezer, right. He sees a lady walking down the side of the road and he says like, he didn't want to do it, but like, he just couldn't help himself. Like the urge was too strong. So he turns around and just runs her off the road.
2: Crazy. Yep. There wasn't Treasure. even any like <laughs> that was one you know, it of my favorite like, uh... like portray like like how to represent his obsessiveness
0: mm-hmm.
2: to show yeah. him get so frustrated with himself because I thought it made him even scarier, but also oddly more relatable. Like obviously you're not relating to the, the deed, but you're relating to like the headspace that you can be in if you have like, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. Right.
3: It's the same as Going back in the car and thinking that there's still exactly. blood everywhere yeah. in the house. Yeah, like, did I, like you, someone
2: back. had mm-hmm. mentioned this earlier, but it's like, did I turn the burner off before I left the house? Did I lock the window? Yeah. Like, fuck. It's just like, you have yeah. to go back and retrace your steps or like right. finish that. It's like, uh, Jack Nicholson and as good as it gets, he's got like his steps, you know, like you got to hit the steps. This is just on a yeah. different, little bit of a different level.
0: But guys, I was wrong. Uh, he wasn't taking her to the freezer. He had already taken her to the freezer, and he f- developed his pictures. Oh, that's right. And he realized that the he didn't like the way the pictures right. turned out. So he was yeah. taking the frozen lady back to the scene of the crime when yeah. he decided to hit this lady on the road. So then that brings us into this like thing where he's got like the body in his truck in his van, but he's carrying the frozen lady, like, <laughs> who's like stiff in this weird position. Uh, but that's where he gives himself the name, the... Mr. Sophistication, right? During that photo shoot. Is it? Okay. Right?
2: Oh, okay. And he like writes it on yeah. there like, because that's the one he's sending to the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. is kind of in terms of like meeting the monster. That's the first time we meet Mr. Sophistication.
0: Okay. So. He's probably been uh, creating that
2: character. Totally. I guess uh, for a while. He had an idea. You know, you got to give him credit. He. It's hard. It's one Mm -hmm. thing to have an idea. Ideas are cheap. Jack committed to it, and he saw it through. He did. So, good job, buddy.
0: I don't know if that. Maybe that wasn't a good thing. Yeah.
2: And no one benefited from it. Yeah. As long as he was happy, you know, for someone who has no feelings and for him to find happiness, yeah, just makes me happy. It's nice (laughs) to see it. Good for you, Jack. Good for you, Jack. (laughs) I'm fascinated. Well, not fascinated. I'm more just like curious what the correlation is for people like that who are, they don't have empathy, but they also want to hurt. So they're trying to evoke an emotion or or a reaction or something, you know, Mm -hmm. the loss of something. I'm curious, like, what that correlation is. I'm sure it's different for everyone, but.
3: I, I mean, I would think that maybe uh, killing is probably one of the only things that makes them feel anything at all.
2: Oh, it's like that one extreme. I guess he does. Zach, you mentioned that earlier about his, that moment with the shadows. I guess that's a, his way of describing that.
0: Yeah, which is in this segment where he talks about, so when he's basically, once he 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 fulfills his need yeah. and then he's good for a while but as soon as there's like this one point where it's creeping up behind yeah. him, the need to do it again, and he can hold it off for so long. But there's that one point where they meet, and that's where he's like, "Well, fuck! Now I gotta it's go again." And that pushes end. him, yeah, to go to the, And you know, Verge even mentions like he's like, "Wow, well, Jack, you're not special. Yeah. That's just like addiction. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess what it is." And so, uh, but I thought that was a really fascinating way to show yeah, it. Yeah, I like, love that. That animation that they did in the movie was was yeah. was really good. I agree.
1: Imagine a man walking down a street underneath the street lamps. Right under a light, his shadow is the densest, but also the tiniest. Then when he starts to move, his shadow grows in front of him. The shadow becomes bigger and bigger while it thins out. And the shadow behind him from the next lamppost emerges and becomes shorter and shorter until it reaches its ultimate density as the man stands directly underneath the light. Let's say that the man standing underneath the first lamppost is me. When I've just committed a murder, I feel strong and content. I start to walk, and the shadow in front of me grows bigger, like my pleasure. But at the same time, pain is on its way, represented by the shadow behind me from the next lamppost. And at the midpoint between the lampposts, The pain is so great, it outweighs my pleasure. And with every step forward, pleasure dissolves, and pain intensifies behind me. Finally, the pain is so unbearably intense that I have to act. So when I reach the point with the next lamp and zenith, I will kill again. I know you want to be someone special, Jack. But let's face it. This illustration can be used for any addict's tale of whoa. The alcoholic just the bottle at the zenith, et cetera, et But what about the family?
0: Incident three, the third incident. Uh, this was a tough one for many reasons. Um, well, just not like not the
3: duckling, as... the children didn't really die.
0: God, Correct, but you can so. still like. I mean, if you, I mean. Yeah. this is where I okay. started yeah. to
2: feel like
3: I'm just trying to make you feel better.
0: Oh no, like I'm fine like I was not as affected by this as I thought I would be yeah. um especially like when I you know Samuel was in my life when I saw it before yeah. um, and now I have my own baby. I thought it was gonna hit me even harder, but it really like
2: maybe because I knew what happened yeah. it was just yeah. like okay um, I don't know I was just more curious. Why? Because clearly it's just there to kind of evoke an emotional response, like a kid dying and specifically being shot is like, it's a very, it's, it's, it's directly tied to an experience that we, or to it to a, to an event that we've all kind of like experienced, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into specifics, but like shootings Well, young children is Mm -hmm. very prevalent, sadly, in our country and other parts of the world, but specifically here. Um, So on one hand, I I can appreciate the fact from like an artist's perspective that he's saying, you know, this is in the news every day. What difference does it make if I show it to you in this fictional setting? On the other Mm -hmm. hand, it because it is so prevalent why show it to us? It's almost like punishment for something. I could see him like creating a narrative around like putting all the violence on screen and being like, you'll watch this in any other horror movie. I'm just taking out the fun bits and the entertainment value. So I can see that narrative. This one just kind of bothered me for that way. Um, Especially also because he, the kid asks Jack, he's like, have you ever hunted large animals which made me just was that like Lars von Trier saying I just view humans as animals and it's just sort of I don't I didn't really get
1: I... Mm-hmm.
0: well I think part of this is uh, this you know even having this scene in there at all is um, was when Verge was asking him like or, or you know he Verge mentioned like. So I see you You did find a family at one point. And so like, mm-hmm. was Jack like trying to be, was he trying to be like a normal person? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or did he just get with his family to with kill the them? Intent, yeah. Yeah, I was curious With too. the intent to kill them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Could I don't know if he way. was actually, because later you'll find out with uh, Jacqueline's character, aka Simple, um, he mentioned that like, I actually did like this woman like more yeah. than I thought was cap- right. what I was capable right. of. Um, so I don't know if this was kind of him trying to actually have his own family. Well, Verge um, says cousin.
2: He says the hunt is a metaphor for love and that is your weakness. So I feel like there's something there in regard to like mm-hmm. how Jack is kind of, whether it's how he's developing or just how he goes through life in general, like maybe his, intention all the time isn't just to hurt people it's just he can't help but hurt people so pursuing a Mm -hmm. family maybe is putting him on the same track as inevitably pursuing a victim or like the hunt
0: well do they mention anything at the beginning when you know when he's talking about like how he's ocd and he's an architect and all this stuff do they mention anything about his parents
2: no does he say anything about his parents he didn't have parents Oh, I thought Virgil said something about that. Maybe I'm okay.
0: But there was, and and I kind of, this kind of went over my head a little bit, but with the, with the crows and what he calls uh, the culling, is that what he, Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know what that is all about, but I know that once everybody's dead, he's, he's, you know, he was telling uh, George, he's like, you don't want to shoot the crows. Um, for whatever reason, but then you see that he shot like 50 crows Mm -hmm. and he's got them all like lined up in a, in his trophy. Like you said that the old hunters used to do. Um, so that kind of, that part kind of went over my head. Like, do you guys get anything from that?
3: He's displaying his trophies.
0: Well, what's the culling? What's the culling? What does that mean?
2: It's like, you don't have to kill them, but the fact that I'm doing it anyway and treating them as trophies kind of tells us what we need to know about him. I mean, I don't know if that's re- that's that was just my initial. The culling is the
3: reduction of wild animal population by selective slaughter.
2: Okay. Like he's the fact that he specifically says you don't have to or don't do it, and yet he does it anyway. Yeah. Puts them in the same trophy case, so to speak, as his human victims is kind of saying, like, I see you all as this, like, equal, for lack of a better term.
3: So. Calling is the action of sending an inferior or surplus farm animal to be slaughtered.
2: Oh, so they're oh, okay. all inferior to him. Yes, they're all
3: inferior mm-hmm. to
0: him. This is where he starts to manipulate Grumpy's body, the kid Grumpy, which I completely mm-hmm. yeah. fast forwarded through and refused he, to. Watch. He realizes that he can, uh, if he like, waits till. After or before rigor mortis sets in? I don't know after, after rigor mortis sets so in. So you
3: wait because you wait, rigor mortis will happen and then your body will start to decompose and rigor mortis goes away.
0: Okay. Rigor mortis is where like you're stiff, uh, right? So there's like a little right. window. Okay. Yeah,
3: so that's what he's looking for, the sweet spot.
0: Yeah, because then he uses like wires and stuff to like manipulate the body even
2: more. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. <laughs> yeah, this part bummed me out a little too much. But hey, it's the movie and I'm here. I'm committed. I will talk about it. <laughs> or you won't. Or I'll listen to you guys talk about it. Oh, you'll listen. I saw enough imagery. I was like, oh, "God damn it!" Yeah. But I just have to keep telling myself, "It's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie."
0: Is that
2: the last house on the left? Yeah, the last house that Jack built on the left. Mm-hmm. The last house on the left. That's the one that Jack built. Exactly.
0: Um. <laughs> Well, let's jump into the fourth incident with Jacqueline, also known as simple to the Jacks of the world. That's all I got.
2: (laughs) That is one thing I like about this movie is how they don't waste the time, waste any time in setting up these scenarios or like how Jack meets these people, because it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. It's just about how he handles the situation. And so everything's kind of implied, which I really appreciate. Because you can basically put it together because all of it is just based on like. Kind of like we at this point understand the kind of person that Jack is trying to manipulate and ultimately kill. So that was just something that I appreciated for a movie that is, you know, two and a half mm-hmm. hours long.
3: Right. But that's why it moves. Yeah, Exactly.
2: Totally. it. They don't have any. It of doesn't the, waste time. It's just that shit. Yeah, exactly. Mm
0: hmm. Um and this is with with Jacqueline, this is where he had he had told Verge that he like this is who like I found someone who I actually had feelings for more than I thought that I could. Um
3: Yeah. And that's when he's looking in the mirror practicing. Yeah. And he says, smile, and then he's at her door Uh with that stupid smile. Ah
2: man. Um This is the incident where I started to get frustrated with the movie personally. Because I started, this is, you know how I said, like, halfway through, it's like, I already know where this movie's going. So I feel like Mm -hmm. the filmmaker's trying to just sort of punish me deliberately. Like, and if that was the case, great. Like, that was what you were trying to do as an artist. You know, I'm not trying to say, like, you shouldn't do it. It's just that's where I was taken out of it a little bit. Because there's literally a line, that scene where he's, like, having, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But when he has her scream, and then he Mm -hmm. starts screaming, and he's like, look, no one's coming. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Jack has this kind of, like, you start to see his outlook on the world and on people. Mm -hmm. and Which made me think it was the filmmaker's view on life and on people, where it's like um, nobody wants to help, which is so, Mm -hmm. like, nihilistic. It's so depressing. It's so hopeless.
3: Well, it's it's, it's true. Yeah.
2: So nice.
3: I've talked about it before, but there's, like, this... Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called at the moment, but there is a thing where oh, yeah. you just assume the next person is going to help. So you don't yeah. do anything. There's like a story of this woman who was mm-hmm. shot in the street in New York city. And there were like 70 something witnesses and nobody came forward. Yeah, And maybe that's, because they me. all assumed that somebody else. Yeah. Would.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe that's me just like trying to be more optimistic because I obviously believe that. Cause it's just like an objective fact, you know, like there's clearly like a name for it where people like, it's not that people don't want to help, it's just, they assume that it's being taken care of. And -hmm. maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe it was the way Jack framed it was that. And it's that like, sort of no, like it's absolute, like no one will help. Whereas like, Mm -hmm. I feel like in my opinion, like in reality, at least one person may have come to the door or someone would have responded. It felt very convenient to his view on life and his expectations for this scenario, like for how to play out. Um, so that was just something that t- took me out a little bit, mm-hmm. not, a, not to like at the expense of like what the movie was trying to say, just in terms of like, why maybe I, I didn't connect with the movie as much.
3: Well, I
0: don't
2: it's know. just called
3: the bystander effect. The bystander
2: By- effect. Okay. Yeah. Or the
3: Genovese effect because the, one of the women in the sixties that was killed. That's what her, That was her name. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway. Uh, well, I don't know if I heard this in a, I don't know where I heard this or if, if it's true or not. It makes sense. But they say like, you know, don't yell help, yell fire. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like no one's going to come for help to help you. But if you yell fire, people are like, oh, shit. That's um, I like that.
3: Yeah. They're going to move at least.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah.
0: But <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, to that same point, this is where they kind of play on the real life uh, incidences of Jeffrey Dahmer which I believe Casey, mm-hmm. you were telling us at one point um, where she goes down to the police officer and mm-hmm. she's like, help. Like this guy oh, just said he's God, a serial so killer and blah, blah, blah. And then he comes down and he's like, everything that this woman said is true. And he said like, I've killed 60 people and blah, blah, blah. And the cop's like, take this guy upstairs. He's drunk. And then he leaves.
3: Yeah. Fuck.
2: So yeah, The
3: Jeffrey Dahmer, that was Connor X and Sam Safone.
2: Uh, so, wait, did something similar to it, that happen in real life? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I don't
3: know the story. Yeah, yeah. Casey's so mentioned X, this before.
2: Yeah, tell us again.
3: Conor X and Sam Saffone, His Sorry, his last name is hard to pronounce. Uh, he was 14 years old. Samsonite. And he was, like, I was
0: way off. <laughs> sorry.
3: Sim, swim, swam, swam, swim, swanson. Swam, swam, swam. Uh, so. Uh, He was drugged and raped by Jeffrey Dahmer and then he escaped from him, ran out to the street, found there was there's a documentary where this woman for the first time talks about when this happened. Yeah. And uh, she was only she was a teenager, too, at the time, but she called the police and the police showed up and they just didn't want to deal with these gay people. So they mm -hmm. gave the kid back to Jeffrey Dahmer because he convinced them that. That it was just his lover, and he was just drunk. Oh my
2: god, that's so fucked ah, up. It's like, yeah, it's like the equivalent of um, what's the word? Uh, what was my fear and biggest fears? Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. It's like emotional claustrophobia. Oh my god, you're where it's so like you right. You can't get out. Like, oh my god, I'm stuck uh, here. There's Danny, nothing I got to spread, spread my I arms.
0: I got to spread my arms. I hate it.
2: <laughs> it's like nothing I say is going to get me mm. out of this thing and it's actually just going
3: to get yeah.
0: worse yeah oh
2: my god i hate it yeah danny you just made it worse
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: fuck yeah jack Here, so
3: jack when he first gets there he it's he's actually very sweet like that little cute thing he does with the telephone and like he's pulled he pulls the cord and stuff It's yeah. really cute. but i wonder so like what
0: he how he was acting before where she's like i don't want to talk to you right like, right. I
3: don't I don't like the way you look what at me. Did
0: he do, and like he's so mean to her. I know. And she just like like you can tell. Well like, she hates herself. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell like like her upbringing and stuff like she like that's
2: how yeah. guys she talk. Has no com- she has no confidence. She's he, got
3: no self esteem. Yeah.
2: And it's just sad. So yeah. was he being sweet to her or was he using her was oh, no, it all course. a ploy to be like I'm going to yeah, ma- emotionally manipulate her by being sweet. Yeah of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> Jack. He's not a. He's a. He's a narcissistic um, sociopath.
2: I just yeah. don't understand like, people like that. Like even at Like a, the well, most simple. Nobody level does. Of, like, don't you just want to have, have like a quiet night at home? their <laughs> brains. Nice you're so complicated. Their brains don't, don't work down. the way ours do. <laughs> no, exactly.
0: You say a, <laughs> a nice dinner. I just picture him, Jack, sitting down with like the macaroni and cheese that Macaulay Culkin makes in Home Alone, like right before. <laughs> oh.
3: I want macaroni and cheese. <laughs>
2: a fucking oh. microwave TV dinner. <laughs> <My>
3: food <laughs> like a <the> candlelight.
2: <laughs> Jack's like I had this all wrong. Thanks, Tanny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but he uh yeah, so he kind of
2: mutilates simple. Yeah. Yeah, another scene I He
3: fast makes her choose the knife.
2: Oh. God. The second he brought out the knives, I was like, "Nope!" I went.
3: That's another emotional claustrophobia for
2: you. Yeah, yeah.
0: you fast-forwarded.
2: Danny. So, Danny, it's yeah, it's
3: interesting it. that like you say that you don't like the like you got halfway through, you were like, "Oh, blah blah blah," but all of these incidents are very very different. They're not the same at all.
2: But I knew what the basically what the outcome would be.
3: But it definitely shows all of the different, especially like not having a type because he doesn't have a type. They are mostly women, but they're it's still all very different. You know, like he picks up the hitchhiker. He goes to the woman's house. He's in a relationship with one of them. He finds a family. You know, and then the last one is just some random guy. Well, that's the and- thing.
2: I liked I mean, for what it for what the movie is doing, I didn't mind these like incidences and like seeing these murders and his journey and eventually like where he gets to in the end. It was more like the making us witness all of it in real time, and that's just like at oh, that well, point. Such, I was like, "That's another part it. that's so good, though." I know, but I'm just saying, like, I get it. I, I, I want there, that, and that's the thing. It's it's more complex than just like me not liking it because I actually yeah. appreciated this movie. I loved like the idea of like exploring inside this guy's head and all of it, but just from an audience perspective or just like from a narrative perspective, I was like, I got it. I don't want to see, I don't, why are you torturing me? Like, I want to be involved with this journey. I know what he's going to do because I've already seen it. And that was my only thing that kind of, and again though, but like, I could also on the same side of that, like from a critical perspective, say like, that was all deliberate. Like, I totally understand. I'm so he (laughs) clearly maybe was trying to evoke this response of like, yeah, fast forward that it's too much, right? Like, you, this is disturbing, mm-hmm. right? You you are entertained by these movies, and now you're questioning, like, what it means to be entertained by a quote-unquote horror movie. Gotcha. got you. Um, so there is something kind of beautiful about that, which I appreciated. Um, and I was surprised by watching it. I thought I was going to hate this movie. I really, like, did not want to watch it. I was like, okay. I thought I was going to be fast-forwarding like, a few things, you, but Zach. I was like, actually interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was, like, interested. I was like, okay, this is surprising. But I agree. Like, it's – that is what the movie was. Like, so for me to have, like, to judge it on those grounds is more on me and less on the movie. Um, But then Mm -hmm. from an argument's sake, I can say that as the audience, the point is not to – I guess, like, reach every person. And that's kind of the beauty of art and film in general. So Right. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, because I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think it's just that's I don't know. That's what's great about this kind of movie. It is. It's it's so complicated to just straight up enjoy. Um, But then that opens up like a whole. Conversation about like what is art and like are you supposed Chase. to enjoy all art? <laughs> what Casey, Why are you laughing? It's like complicated. I think you mean comforting, Danny. <laughs> she
0: like
3: goes it. to
2: bed watching it this. It's
3: comforting. <laughs> I don't know why. But that's what's
2: it's beautiful so about it. It's like you go into a museum and you linger on a photo or like an art piece that someone else. Is yeah, like. but that's it's not a so guy stupid. strangling women. But it's the same idea. It's like mm-hmm. it's evoking. It's getting something out of you that is for lack of a better term, like satisfying, it's satisfying something. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that because that's the beauty of art is that it's supposed mm-hmm. to do that. Some people create art to entertain. Some people create art to question or to like gross out or, but we're all so different that there's but no way Latter's to is doing. target, you know, like to get that exact um, result, I guess, from the piece. Yeah. So,
0: have you yeah, guys seen funny. any other of Lars von Trier's movies?
3: Uh, I've watched I have. the first Nymphomaniac.
0: Okay.
2: Me oh too. yeah.
3: I haven't seen that one. I um, heard it was painful to watch. I've watched the one with Kirsten Dunst, A Melancholia. Melancholia. Okay. I
2: yeah, saw that one.
3: It was a very long time ago. Okay. So I don't really remember a lot of it, but I remember watching it.
0: I think the only other one I've seen is uh, Nymphomaniac part one. I might yeah. have seen some of part two, but I don't... Uh, do you know if there was a know. reason you
2: avoided part two, or is it just kind of it just happened? No, I don't remember. It was a while ago. Um Yeah, I think I may have disturbing. only ever seen Melancholia. Why do I feel like I've seen more of his movies? Well, see, I thought so too. I was like, Oh, I was like, I thought
0: I've seen some, and then I went on IMDB and saw his list of movies and I was like, I haven't seen any of these.
3: Yeah. I I watched um I watched Antichrist too. Okay. I don't. Again, though, I don't remember any of them that, because I watched I them all like as soon as they came out.
2: That I don't know why. Yes, they're very. Maybe it's because it well, has. Charlotte Kanesberg in Willem it. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah,
3: Willem Dafoe too.
2: Yeah, it's it, it. says a lot about him though as a as a filmmaker though. The fact that we know we know his identity and his brand brand. Yeah. So yeah. much. it's without so distinct without having seen his movies. Totally.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it is like a brand. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's got his own you know kind of. Getting. Yeah. 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 Um, Here's where we find out who verge is. If you didn't pick up on it before Um, Mm -hmm. we find out that he's casually called, his name is uh, Publius Virgilius Morrow, but he's also known as Virgil or Virgil with an E Virgil, V I R G I L or Virgil V E R G I L. Um, And he was an ancient Roman poet, um, whose work had a great influence on Dante's Divine Comedy, in which Virgil appeared as the author's guide through Hell. Um, and so now we kind of find out, if you're putting the pieces together, that Jack is going through Hell, um, and that's who this this narrator is. He's talking to this narrator on his his, uh, right. his trek through through Hell. Um, so and they, then they kind of get into like Danny, you had mentioned earlier about the icons and he gets into talking about Hitler and the Germans and the mm-hmm. the Stuka, um, that dive bomber and how it was like such a like work of art because it like had this fucking whistle on it that
3: mm-hmm.
0: everybody can fucking shit their pants when they hear it. Um,
2: <laughs> they must be playing it at my house all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, and we see Jack's skin wallet, which is. Yeah. Gross. Um, titty wallet.
3: Yeah.
0: His titty wallet. Wall, his, wall, his, his, wall tit. his wallet. His wall tit. Wall tit. wallet. 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 And Jeremy Davies uh, has. Uh, yeah. This is where we see Jeremy Davies in a small role. Um, Great. As the selling him the ammunition as the, the gun salesman. Um, yeah. Which kind of leads us into the fifth incident uh, where he kidnaps. This is where we see him kidnap a man for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And he brings him into his freezer where he's got like five other men uh all mm-hmm. lined up. And he what he plans to do is again with the fucking Germans, uh mm-hmm. he says that this is what they used to do when they were low on ammunition. They used to kill people with as many people they could with less ammunition. So he wants to shoot all of these guys with one bullet. Uh but it turns out that Jeremy Davies. Doesn't know what he's selling half the time. <laughs> poor guy. No,
3: the box was labeled. The wrong. The
0: box was mislabeled. Uh, poor, J- but he played that role so good. Just like that,
3: he did that, like, like that
0: scared two minutes little... that he's in this movie, and he was just like, yeah. He kind of does that though, doesn't he? He's kind of always like a timid kind of.
3: Yeah, I mean, he played Saving Charles, Private Ryan. Charles Manson, right? Charles Manson.
0: I guess yeah. quiet. Charles. Maybe I, timid but just quiet
3: yeah but it's still the same like vibe i get what you're yeah. saying it's like a little kind of squirrely kind of mm-hmm. you know what i mean but he's, he's good at, at it so. he's
2: squirrely. Mm-hmm. He um, is squirrely
3: and then in in uh black phone he plays the dad
1: oh uh, yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. he was good in that he nope. was a tool on that one but he was good yep. at playing a tool yeah yeah he did a. he did a
2: he had a good performance i would say yeah um don't hate the game hate the player or don't hate the player, hit the game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so he has to go back to the ammunition store to be like, well, you sold me the wrong thing. And because it was the guy who he kidnapped who said, hey, that's not what you want, um, which bought him some time. And so Jack is starting to lose his cool at this yeah. point. Like he's not as collected as he used to be. And he's kind of just sloppy, which is good. Is this for... just because
2: he's getting comfortable with it? I think so.
0: Yeah, it's just so. second
2: nature that now like he...
0: well, and it's that whole thing about like, does he want to be caught? Mm.
3: Well, they also so a lot of serial killers will also have a berserker period. We can't tell from the story because of the way that it's all broken up, yeah. but they'll have periods of time where they just like kill a lot okay. more. You know what I mean? Like they kind of.
1: Huh.
3: it's you know once they start killing one every few months is not enough yeah. kind of thing hmm. okay so then they just kind of get I, I don't want to say they go crazy because obviously they're already some sort of mentally ill if they're yeah doing this but
0: they go crazy on they top get of a little they go a
3: little more mad yeah, yeah. and uh just kind of kill a lot more
0: hmm. man you say berserker i think of two movies i think of clerks <laughs> okay. And I think of Nightbreed with the Berserkers. I saw oh, that. Right. Oh, oh yeah, you weren't okay. on our Nightbreed episode, oh, were you,
2: Danny? You guys okay. were like, I was trying to I went to log in and you get and you I heard you guys go, Oh, Danny's here. <laughs> Fuck him. Don't let him in.
3: Shut up. Fuck. Yeah, but you didn't even watch
2: the movie. No, I wasn't. I wasn't Why there.
3: would we let you in? You didn't even watch it. <laughs> that's um, what you get.
0: <laughs> so Jack in his in his fit of craziness, he runs himself off the road trying to get to sp's house mm-hmm. sp i don't know what that stands for but he knows some, some person some person
2: stan, stan plachinsky. Um,
0: that's where the that's stan plachinsky stan plachinsky um, um
2: silly peckerhead
3: it's
2: <laughs> good he goes to silly peckerhead's
0: house <laughs> um but he's in that like he goes to the trailer and he's in like that red robe um mm-hmm. and he catches jack he's like hey he holds him at gunpoint. He's like, Hey, I know you robbed whatever. And Jack's like, What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I killed like, just like 70 some people. Doing. And you're just like, Yeah, okay, I robbed the convenience store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um But he ends up killing SP, who I guess they had been friends. They had like this this they connection like that they together like had, or something. been hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but he kills him and then I guess that's where he must have owned the bullet shop. I guess because there was like a closet full of bullets oh of like the ones he that wanted. Um, I'm I'm assuming because they the, were, the bullet shop. <laughs> what do they call them? Ammunition. <laughs> the bullet stand. You know the bullet, right. stand. the
3: bullet stand. <laughs> yeah.
0: You ever had a bullet stand when you were a kid? Like five cents. <laughs> five cents for a bullet. Five cents for a bullet. Is this plain bullet or oh strawberry God. bullet? But uh, he finds the bullet that he wants and he gets back to the freezer and there's not enough room for him to do his thing. He can't focus the rifle. And this whole time he's had this door in his freezer that he can't open. Right. Which the way he opens it, I feel like he would have thought about that previously, but. Yeah. Was the
2: door really there or was it sort of like. Do you think that was supposed to represent something like in his mind? Like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, so, going
0: for sure. So in the in Dante's Inferno, in the Divine Comedy, like Dante goes to like the gates of hell. And like that's like he enters through the gates. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't know where I read it, but like this was supposed to represent him like going through the gates because once he opens that door, Verge is inside. Yeah. Makes me wonder if
3: Yeah, I felt like And he,
0: that's where he builds his house and he builds his, his body house.
3: I felt like he was comp- uh compartmentalizing his brain.
2: So like do you think oh, okay. he physically made that house of bodies? Or was that just like in his head, like this is this was my intention? And in a way, <sighs> no, no. I metaphorically did create a house of bodies.
0: Well, to that point, um how does he so like he goes, he builds the house and then he, him and Verge like go down into hell. Like there's like through this hole in the ground, but like, did he
2: die? So that's what I was thinking. Cause I see them coming in and my guess was they came in and killed him. Yeah. And that okay. maybe what he's seeing is like the last things he saw before he died was someone breaking into the room. Okay. Because the cop like, does was like, like, open else. up the
0: hole and shoot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So kind of I getting, assume like, that he died as well. Version of that.
3: Right. But he's his basically his soul, I guess.
0: Yeah. It could be like, a, yeah. like another narcissistic thing where he's like, they didn't get me. They like, can't get me. I chose me. to go yeah. here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what he saw is
2: that yeah. it was his choice to go down and not them getting Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a little nurse. Even in death, he's just this narcissist a who like can't accept the fact. Oh, he's so mm-hmm. much of a narcissist that,
3: that he thinks that he can climb that wall across and get to the other side.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, I'm gonna take shit. my chances. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but he this is how says we do. plenty
3: of people have tried. They all died. But yeah, Sorry. to
0: get there, to get down in there, he goes uh, in a through a hole in the ground in the uh, the fucking his house that he finally builds mm-hmm. out of all the bodies that he's been collecting, and it was Verge the whole time who was like, "Hey, just." And maybe it's not, you know, maybe you're using the wrong materials, buddy. Look around, use your right. resources. Fucking verge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're in, uh, we've gone through our instance. Now we're in the epilogue. Catabasis. Kataba- is, is that how you say it?
2: Catabasis. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that You gotta like say a... it with that kind of like, Catabasis. Not to be confused with Calabasis, where the Kardashians live.
0: Oh, well, maybe.
2: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like we... hell? hill? Maybe it is the same thing. <laughs> I think it's like that's like a journey through hell. Mm-hmm. I think it's a catharsis uh, uh, is a journey to the underworld.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when we get down there, we start hearing things that we heard already throughout this throughout the movie. Um, so then we find out that as we're going through this journey, now we're seeing it. This is what we've been going on this whole time. And I love the different camera work down here in in the underworld like when they're in the water and it's kind of like documentary style, mm. like found footage kind of yeah. um, really yeah, they rough steal. and tumble.
2: Oh, they don't steal, but they basically just like a lot of the images are taken directly from works of art that have to do with like, mm-hmm. you know, Dante. Yeah, the like one that. is. there's Yeah, there's that yeah. one famous shot of all the people in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that part. Do we know the name of that?
3: Yes. It's called The Bark of Dante. Okay. By Eugene Delacroix.
0: Okay. Um, Virch takes Jack to, he's taking him like on all these different levels. So like different, Mm -hmm. I guess there's like different rings of hell and each one is reserved for like a different level of whatever you've done. Um, and on the way he's taking him to like the very bottom of hell, but he's like, this is just for sightseeing basically. Like, I thought you'd appreciate it down here. You don't belong here. You belong like a few levels up. Um, but he takes him past. The entrance to the Elysian fields, which the Elysian fields are the final resting place of souls of the heroic and virtuous in Greek mythology. And so he's seeing like these beautiful fields with those guys with the scythes and all cutting all this stuff. And like basically it's heaven and Verge is like, yeah, you don't belong. Like we don't have access here. You can't get in here. And so Jack is like watching this and we see him shed a tear Mm -hmm. which is kind of like astonishing for the kind of person that Jack is just like a no empathy sociopath. sociopath, Yeah. And so like, he's like kind of like, well, fuck.
2: (laughs) I wonder if (laughs) part of what he's seeing is supposed to kind of like evoke memories from his own past. Cause like we've seen Mm -hmm. his memories as a kid with using the scythe in the field. And that Mm -hmm. was like peaceful to him. So maybe yeah. he's seeing that, like, wow, I can just spend my life just being in this state, and I'll never. Yeah, get one of that. his
3: happy memories, like one of yeah. his nonviolent, peaceful memories. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I, I like that shot when it, like, all the audio, they all the audio is gone besides him breathing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, is that right there where he's watching the, the mm-hmm. in the fields? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sheds a tear, and it's like, well, hey, sorry, buddy, you made your choices. Now you live with him. <laughs> But so now Verge does take him down to the lowest bit of hell, uh where he's not supposed to be, and he sees a staircase and he says, Hey, where does that go? And he's like, Well, that leads us leads you back up to heaven. Does it lead him back up to the real world or does it lead him back to heaven?
2: I thought it was a real world. I can't world, remember
0: what he says. I guess yeah. the real, it's a real world. world. Okay. Okay. Um And he's like, But I'll tell you like no one's ever done it. Like a lot of people have tried because he sees it, he's like, Oh, can't you just like climb across? Um, Cause there's a bridge there that was demolished and Verge was like, this bridge has been broken. Like since before my time, like
2: it says clearly Jack, like it's symbolic of the journey. If it's hell it's they're not like, mm-hmm. whoops, you might make it. It's like, no, yeah. like, it's designed to <laughs> fail. It's like testing his hubris. And obviously that's yeah. what ends up like being his literal, like downfall.
1: Hmm.
0: Yep. And he thinks he can make it. And uh, just like everybody else who came before him, he didn't make it. And uh, he he falls and we get a great music cue to (laughs) hit the road, Jack. I love it. Um,
2: And that's it. (laughs) That's it. That's That's it. it. That's the house that Jack built. Wow. God, we did it. We've been talking about this movie for a while. I feel like I've been kind of talking everyone out of like, because Zach, you've been wanting to do this movie for a while. Yeah. yeah, And I was like mm-hmm. mm. Nah mm. <laughs> But we did it And I'm glad we, we did, did it. it
0: Well let's talk about the reveals um, Of Jack A.K.A. Mr. Sophistication In the house that Jack built
1: Hold on here I don't see anything Anywhere That's how they get you they're under the
0: goddamn ground. So you've got uh, Lady 1, uh, played by Uma Thurman, which may or may not be his first kill, which I th- I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. We're all on the same page. Then we've got Incident 2, uh, which is Claire Miller, uh, where he's pretending to be the the cop, the salesman, whatever he wants to the be. yes and you get a little bit of comedy in there. Um, Divine comedy. I guess in that same incident, you've got the lady getting choked. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I, I the, wouldn't call him hitting the lady uh, a reveal no, on the side of the road because coming. she didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we've got the third incident, which is, is rough with uh, Lady Three and the two children. Um, uh, Simples incident. And then I guess uh, the guy who he kidnaps uh, and puts him in the freezer. Oh, and SP, because SP, like, he was friends with him. And then this is him finding out that he's maybe not a killer, but,
2: oh, well, he stabs him. So I guess he finds yeah. out he's a fucking killer. What do you think about he's- the, the um, bullet store owner?
3: Well, he just oh, thinks yeah. he's robbed a store, though.
2: That's fair. Because I, I feel like he was putting oh, it together. Yeah. Like, this guy's not psycho. He's up to something. Yeah, he's like I. I mean, he does because he calls. He's the one who calls the cops.
0: Well, see, that's what I was thinking too. I didn't think, I didn't think that he was like, oh, he robbed a store. I thought he was like, this guy's dangerous. Like, yeah.
2: that's what I was thinking. He's up to something. He's putting it together. He's like doing some mental mapping, and he's like,
3: mm-hmm. oh, boy, I don't think he was smart boy, enough. Well,
2: he's, he's like, like, why like do you just need one bullet? Well, he's like, why well, do you just right,
3: need but, one? But he thinks he robbed bullet. a store, and if that guy knows he robbed a store, and he's in an ammunition shop,
0: yeah. Well, no, I think you He could rob him. I think you're right, Casey. Like, logistically, I think that's probably why he's scared, but I didn't pick up on that. I kind of just thought he was, like, uh... Yeah, scared because this guy's dangerous. Yeah. But oh, you probably... Thought, yeah,
2: maybe right. I'm over... Because
0: Jack too was so
2: emotional mm-hmm. in that scene, too. Mm-hmm. You know? It was this desperateness to get this... I don't know. Something about it felt yeah,
3: dangerous. Right. But if you think about criminals anyway, regardless of... I mean, think about people. Think about people who have robbed stores. They're also yeah. erratic. You know That's what I'm true. saying? So I don't yeah. think. I think if the cops are after him for a robbery, your mind wouldn't automatically go to that he's a serial killer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But you don't know what he's capable of either.
2: If he's just yeah.
3: committed a robbery, well, because there's that line wrong. where
2: he's like, "Why do you need one bullet?" Yeah, mm-hmm. for him. So yeah, or maybe he was gonna. Maybe he's where he's gonna hurt himself.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That could, could be. be it. Huh. Um and then I guess the the reveal to Verge at the end. Yeah. Because like although Verge has been with us this whole time, that's the first time that he's seeing him. Right. Um, because that's the start of the journey, which we'll we find out later. Right. Um, it circles back. So yeah. when Verge is in the, the freezer, which may or may not have even been there. Mm. Um so what do you guys think? Um I think my favorite is probably Lady One. Yeah. Uh, in that that whole sequence there when he just kind of
3: decides to take
0: the next step into his.
3: Yeah, honestly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's my favorite, too. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's mostly because I picked up on the fact that (laughs) that he was that was dialogue within his own head and not stuff that she was actually saying. I'm so
2: fucking smart.
3: I do feel fucking smart. I still feel fucking (laughs) smart.
1: Okay. I like
2: uh, Uh, I think my favorite was the fifth incident. Because it was nice. Okay. To, it was fun to see like him kind of falling apart
1: because yeah. he okay. is so.
2: He thinks he is like the shit. So then to mm-hmm. see everything being scrambled and he's messing up and he is kind of getting emotional. And so I just, I enjoy yeah. that. Just like from like, yeah. a, I guess, quote unquote, entertainment.
0: Oh, you know, I might change my fucking answer. Um, oh my God. It might be. Yeah. Lady, 2, the second incident, Claire Miller. That is when good. That what? whole that whole door scene where they're talking back and forth in the door. And he's like,
3: "That was so dumb."
0: He just he keeps changes. He keeps changing his story
2: because that's his first like deliberately being like he's like I'm here to kill.
3: Well, we don't
0: know if mm-hmm. it's his, and the first
2: ones. He's like finding. Right. He like discovers this.
3: Right. I mean, we don't level. know for sure. Yeah. If that's, a, that's actually his second incident, but
0: that's true so well mean, yeah it may not be his second kill right um yeah but we do know that he is there to kill her yeah um yeah that's
2: a good one. oh so oh, okay. we all have different ones
0: i'm gonna go with lady two claire miller right. yeah right,
1: at Jack, this point i strange.
0: feel like lady two claire miller is like her name lady two, like if claire claire you saw her birth certificate it would be lady two lady claire, claire, claire miller <laughs> lady two claire miller um <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for a segment that we like to call the real monster.
1: Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. You're a monster. I'm not a monster here. You are. You and the rest of that fairy tale crash poisoning my perfect world. Now tell me, where are the others? Eat me. My
3: real monster is the police.
0: Mm, I think that's it's a very good one. I mean, very they're...
3: simple as to why.
0: Yeah, ah, I think simple. It makes sense. Yeah. Ah, simple. Mm-hmm. It
3: precisely that's one reason because she went downstairs, told them. Yeah. Uh, on top of a few other reasons, that fucking when Claire Miller was quote unquote missing, really, officer. Oh, yeah. Really, you you didn't you told you that man told just me. to leave and you didn't get any of his information.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. You're so right. Well, speaking of Claire Miller, my real monster is greed. Mm. Yeah,
3: true that. Because if it chills. wasn't
0: for fucking greed, Claire got, Miller would probably pension. still be alive. I mean, maybe. same with Jack, he though, I feel like Jack just...
2: is greedy, too, in his own way. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, like, ultimately his downfall when he wanted more. Of course. He like dug yeah. a deeper hole for himself. Yeah. He dug a deep hole
0: to the underworld. Dig a deep, deep hole. Hell. <laughs> We're in a hole, Harry. We're just going to have to dig ourselves out. <laughs> um I my real monster
2: is uh uh narcissists. Okay. You know? They're just how do you deal with them? You, know? <laughs> you don't. Yeah.
0: They deal with fruity. themselves. That's um, funny. Well that's it guys. That's the house that Jack built. Wow. That's it. We did it. Did it. We're through it. Danny can rest easy now, oh, knowing yeah. that he's seen this. You guys, what are we watching? What what serial killer, what silver screen slasher are we covering next?
3: We are covering American Psycho.
2: Yeah, Casey's okay. Patrick's. Funny Bateman that Casey chose Patrick American Man. Psycho, but is yeah. fucking obsessed with the house yeah. Jack Bill.
3: Well, Zach wanted to pick that one.
2: So, so we're all on the same page except for me. Because I was like, <laughs> nya, nya, nya. No. And I like it. Oh, I'm
0: excited. Little Patrick yeah, um, I haven't seen American Psycho in a long time, so it'll oh. be interesting to revisit it.
3: Oh, it's you're going to um, love it.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's it's um, so good. I think I will love it. You will. Um, but make sure to join us for American Psycho in our part two of our Silver Screen Slashers Triple Feature series. Um, but until then, make sure to follow us on social media, How I Met Your Monster. Um, where can our listeners find you guys on social media?
3: I am on Instagram at Wolf Mother Casey.
0: Okay. Okay. Danny, you. Danny, did we even talk about you? Oh my God, you guys.
2: Danny got married. No, you guys are so, so fucking concerned about just putting out a quality podcast that you didn't want to take it down a key and key. Okay. We just need to
0: take a moment and congratulate a third of our hosts. (laughs) (laughs) We need to congratulate Danny, who is now, who is no longer Danny Salem. No, he is Danny Salem Miller.
2: Welcome yeah. to the show, Danny Salem Miller. Hi. Congratulations, so I'm just buddy. Act as though I'm a new person, like a brand Hi. new host.
0: Hi, I'm Danny Salem Miller. Hello. This so is how I decided to talk.
2: Danny, oh. so you got married? Tell yeah. our listeners where you got married. Um, well, over the uh, holiday break, my fiance and I we've been we've been together for almost 10 years we've been engaged for two and we have been kind of talking a lot about getting married obviously how we want to do it um where we want to do it um and we had been discussing just eloping making it simple and but we again could not decide on that either so we went to Colorado to visit family and while we were there, we planned uh, just a casual day trip to Estes Park, Colorado, to see the Stanley Hotel, which is the hotel that Stephen King stayed at and based The Shining around. Um, yeah, we just decided we were like, well, what if we eloped there and then we could take pictures at the hotel? And we realized that doing this was a lot easier than we ever expected. And had we known <laughs> it was so easy, we probably would have done it a lot sooner. Um yeah, we just, we got married. We we filled That's out awesome. some forms. We got some rings, went there, got married, took some pictures outside room 217. And uh, now I'm wearing this cute little gold band on my left finger. So cool. Left ring Congratulations,
0: finger. Congratulations, Danny. Thank
3: Congratulations. you.
0: Congratulations. That's awesome. Um,
2: okay, Danny, um, you have a new name. Where can we find you? Yes. So my, I have made finding me on social media ridiculously difficult, um, <laughs> because legally I'm going by Danny Miller, um, but you know, as a writer, I have kind of established myself, for lack of a better way to say it, as Danny Salim. So I don't intend on changing that. Like I guess that would be my professional name, which sounds ridiculous because I don't your, see stage, name. As your stage, stage name is professional. Your stage name. Your real. Yeah. Your
0: real name just became your stage name.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Um, so. You can find me on social media as Danny Salem Miller. uh, But you can find me on Twitter as Danny Salem. Still, it's the same. So if you type in Danny Salem, you're going to find me. There may just be a Miller attached at the end. Um, So it's just Danny Salem Miller or Danny Salem. D a n n y s a l a Two (laughs) Ms in Salem, just like the candy. Melon your butt, not your hands. Two L's in Miller as in...
0: It's Miller time.
2: It's Miller time.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, you can find me on social media at Zach Gwinsick. If you've seen the house that Jack built and you want to talk about it, make sure to reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the movie. If you are a psychopath like Casey and you watch it religiously (laughs) every night when
2: you go to sleep, (laughs) uh, we want to know that too. Or if you're (laughs) a little dainty boy like Danny, who's so scared to watch it. A
3: little
2: dainty boy. (gasps)
0: Um, and make sure to join us for episode two of our triple feature series and until then thank you all for listening now go meet some monsters
3: hit the road jack
2: and don't, oh yeah should we do a hit the road hit
3: jack. the road jack don't you come back no
2: more hit the road jack. hit the road jack don't you come, don't back, you come
3: no back, more, back no more, more,
2: more.
3: what you say <laughs> now woman now woman don't you treat me this way I'll be back on my feet someday